Hi, this is Chelsea Vale. You have found the Whole Heart Podcast, a podcast for conscious parents who want to do things differently. Parenting the Whole Heart Way is about love, connection, play, and raising our children naturally. It can get, at times, a little bit crunchy. Let's jump in. This is the year about being intentional. I really want to challenge all of my listeners to be intentional this year with the choices they make as a parent. Now, before we do that, I have to really explain what does it mean to be intentional? And I'll tell you that sometimes when I'm out and about with my kids, if someone were to walk up to me and say, wow, you got good kids, you're really lucky. I actually get really offended because I didn't just get lucky. I didn't just get given good kids. Just like if your kids are total terrors, that's your fault, okay? Now, there are a lot of kids that might have like a neurological issue or a learning disability or something like that, and so their behavior might um, you know, be a byproduct of that, but you have to take responsibility as a parent when your kids mess up, just like you have to take responsibility as a parent when your kids are good. And when my kids are acting up, I'm embarrassed because I know it's a reflection of me. I know that somewhere, maybe I've given them too much freedom or maybe I didn't model that correctly. I didn't prepare them for what we were walking into. Perhaps they're really tired or I didn't give them a good snack. I have to take responsibility when they're upset. Now I see each of those things as opportunities for learning for them and I don't just like yell at them and scream at them because it's not their fault. A lot of times it's my fault and I want to be intentional about all the choices that I make as a parent. Just like from the very beginning, I was intentional with what I ate when I was pregnant, what I did, what I listened to, the stress level that I endured while I was pregnant, I was very conscious about all of those things. Just like when they were born, I was intentional about the birth, my support providers, my healthcare choices, every decision that I made while we were in the hospital was intentional. Now, some of you might be saying, well, I'm just kind of winging it, and now my kid's 18 months, you know, two years old, and he went live, and um, he's acting out, he's, I think we're too permissive, and I think we're too, you know, harsh, and you know, perhaps that's why you came across this podcast because you're going, help me, help me, help me. Don't feel bad. You're not in the minority here. I'm the minority, the person who is in their head constantly about every choice I'm making with my children and everything that I say to them and feed them and do. And it sounds like it's stressful, but it's not. I find great joy in parenting and it's always something that I've wanted. In fact, most of my businesses and personal goals got completely pushed to the side when they were born. And I don't feel bad about that. I wanted that. They were my ultimate dream, and I make conscious choices every day to be the best possible parent for them. And everything I've ever done has been intentional, from the moment that we get up to the moment we go to bed. Now, do I mess up? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mess up. But when I mess up, I go back to them, and I respond to them, and I am humble, and I let them know I made a mistake. Here's what I would have liked to have done. Can I have your forgiveness? Could I try better next time? I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. You're valuable to me. You matter to me. That wasn't the choice I meant to make. And then there's value in that. So that's what I mean by everything I do is intentional with them. And I want that for each one of you. We have to be intentional as parents. How do we do this? Well, first, we've got to realize that our children are not only resilient and bounce back, right? But they're also very fragile and very observant. There is more value in who you are as a person and what you do and expose them to than anything you will ever say. In fact, if you were completely mute as a parent, there is more value to everything they are exposed to and fed 
and observing and the people they're interacting with without you ever having verbally taught them anything. I know that's really hard to take in. Kids learn by observation. So how do we do this? How do we get intentional, right? The first thing that we need to do is also recognize that not only are our children watching everything that we're doing, but that we have some things to learn from our children. We have to look at our children and realize they are the secret. They're the teacher. They are the secret to self-actualization, reaching a better, deeper, heightened self. We can only do that though when we are willing to be self-reflective and look at each interaction with our child as an opportunity to look at ourselves. Why did that upset me? Why am I crying? Why am I triggered? Why was I getting so mad? Why did I say the thing that I said that hurt their feelings? I wonder why I reacted that way. Why is it so easy for me to respond this way? Why did I say no? Why did I say yes? Right? We can only answer those questions when we look back at ourselves, our experiences, and more importantly, our own childhood. Now, a lot of us have not quite recognized that the opposite of dysfunctional is dysfunctional. Meaning that if you say, well, my parents were so mean, they were always yelling, they were always telling us what to do, I had no choices, there were limits, there were rules, so much structure, I felt like I was going to die, and then that person gets out, becomes a parent, and is permissive, and chaotic, and thoughtless, and go with the flow, and they've got this child that feels like they're floating, right? That is like, oh my God, set some limits for me. And that child acts out because they are begging for boundaries. The opposite of dysfunctional is dysfunctional. We can swing so far on one side of the pendulum, all the way on the other side of the pendulum, and not realize that it's the middle that matters. So what we need to do, and I know you can't do this if you're listening or if you're running, like I'm sorry, listening as you're driving or if you're running or something like that, it's really hard just to pull over and start journaling. But I really want to encourage you to go home today, get to work, get out a pen and some paper and jot down, what was your childhood like? What memories do you have that were valuable, that were maybe hard? Maybe you can jot down a time that you were punished a discipline that you were given? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Where did you learn the most valuable lesson? What was it that you did and that your parent did that you remember something? Why do you have the weird little idiosyncrasies about yourself? Um, Are they connected to a childhood experience? Is there something you do in the home? Maybe the way you clean or cook. Maybe the way you talk to your child. Is it the opposite of what was done to you? And if that's so, why? Is it working? Is it the same that was done to you? And how did you feel about it when you were little? How might your own child feel about it? Did you have a wonderful, happy, amazing childhood because you had a great relationship with your parents and you don't understand why your child doesn't have the same? Do you need to be focusing more on relationship? Is your child a drastically different kid than you yourself were? And if so, are your childhood needs and experiences and wants working for them? Or do we need to scrap the script and start all over because this child is different. Do you have three kids where everything is working and then there's that one, that one kid that I just can't seem to get through to him. How is your feeling about that child coming through in your interactions? How is it coming through in your spouse's interactions or in the interactions from the others around them? How do other people relate 
to you that might influence your parenting, family, friends. Maybe there's a parent that lives with you or is over all the time. Do you find yourself parenting differently because they're always there and you find yourself doing things to either impress them or to spite them? We can't be intentional as parents if we haven't yet decided how were we parented and what worked, what didn't, what influenced us. Why are we the way we are? And once we figure that out, then we can realize how fragile our children are in regards to the way we choose to parent them. Then I want you to make a list of your goals as a parent. What do you wish you were doing more of? How can you pull that off? What would you like to do? What kind of parents do you admire and why? Now, if you tell me you're admiring the Pinterest mom with the perfect birthday party, this is not the blog for you because I can't relate to those women. If they do it and they're calm about it and they love it and they find joy in it, cool, the more the merrier. But if they're doing it with the intention of impressing everybody else or somehow performing perfection for their child, I can't relate to that. But I've got friends who are just amazing and they can just, you know, paint like a big old dragon cake and they've got great decor and they love doing it and they're super happy. There's no judgment on that. But it is important to ask yourself why you do the things that you do. But make a list for your goals as a parent and I'd really like it to be less about that type of stuff, the performing for others and and those sort of things, unless it's a big trigger point for you, but more about more patience, more understanding, more time with your children, more rhythm. Maybe I'd like to be better at multitasking. I'd like to include them more in what we do in the home. Maybe I'd like to include them more in decision-making and choice-giving, right? And then I want you to make a list of goals for your child. Right now, what do I want to be working on now? And focus on the donut, not the whole. That means focus on your goals for your child to be and have and experience and become not about what they need to work on, right? Not the negative. We're going to focus on the positive. What is our goal for our children five years from now? What do we want their lives to be like? And then what do we want for them as adults? Everybody says, I want my kid to be happy. That's all I want. I just want to be happy. What does that mean? What is happy? Will they be happy when they have a job and have a house and have a marriage and kids? Or will they be happy when they've been given an opportunity to learn who they are, to develop with authenticity, and to live their dream? Not yours, but theirs. Will they be happy when they feel they're living an authentic life? And how can you, as a parent, help them live an authentic life? Where they feel they've been accepted their whole lives for who they are, who they want to be. Are you routing them towards your goals? Are you protecting them from struggles that you had? Or are you allowing them to live their life with freedom to explore and become without projecting your needs onto them? And then I want you to start writing and thinking about what do you do each day that is intentional? What are your weaknesses? How do you struggle with this? And then reframe your thinking. I'm working on that rather than I'm not good at that. My goal for myself is this. I'd like to strengthen my ability to change it and reframe it in a positive way 
to where it's as if it's already happening. It is something you are working towards because you will be a patient parent. You will be a parent who has a rhythm in the home that helps you to feel comfortable and your child to feel secure. What are your fears as a parent? This is not a step to be missed. Your fears as a parent will always hinder your process as a parent. Just like your fears as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a daughter, as a girlfriend or a spouse or a friend, your fears will always hold you back in life. And as a parent, I fear they will become obese. And then you find yourself hoarding food, not allowing snacks, not allowing treats, force feeding healthy food so much that they might go on the opposite end of the spectrum. I want my child to um, be very wealthy. I'm scared that they'll have the same hardships that I did. I'm fearful of that. Therefore, you're giving them things all the time so that they have all these great toys and clothes and everything. And they'll be so used to that that when they grow up, they'll want to have all this stuff, right? Your fears hinder your process as a person and as a parent. Replace your fears with love. Look at those fears and say, I choose to ignore that fear. I choose love instead. I'm going to approach each area of my parenting with love. And I'm going to move towards these goals with my children one step at a time. And I'm going to recognize that I am beautifully imperfect. And that my imperfection is the perfect design for my child. When we make intentional decisions as a person and as a parent, things just kind of come at you. When you're moving intentionally towards a goal, you suddenly reach your goals. And the value in that is the child is learning the message. They love me enough to think through what they say to me. They love me enough to think through what they feed me. They love me enough to clean the house. They love me enough to say no to something that might be harmful to me. They love me enough to journal each night about my needs and their love. They love me enough to wake up each morning and cook for me, pack a lunch for me, smile at me and hold me. This is the message that comes through when you're being intentional as a parent. And also you're modeling for them being an intentional human, living your life with intention, making conscious decisions. It could be so simple as picking up trash that you see on the ground outside of the park. That is an intentional choice. If I ignore that piece of paper, I am sending my child the message, it's okay to litter. When I bend over and I pick it up, I am sending the message, I respect our earth. I respect you enough as my child to model for you the value of caring for other things. We become better people when we recognize that our child is teaching us how to be a better person. And when we recognize that they are looking at us all the time as how can I be a good person? I want to close with one statement from a little girl that I taught who was GT. She was gifted and talented in first grade, beautiful writer, beautiful, uh, beautiful all around, but a beautiful little person. And she would write these really long two to three page stories, you know, about 
going to the ice cream shop and going to the park and then she would make up magical stories and she was very descriptive and I loved her stories because they were just so fun to read from this young little child with this magical imagination. And she came to me one day and she was almost in tears. And I said, what's going on, sweetie? She said, I don't want to do this assignment. I don't, I don't want to write. And I said, well, why? This is an essay. This is to show everyone that you're a great writer. You get to show the things that you know. This is a wonderful assignment for just you. And she said, I know, but the, the prompt, I just, I don't know how to respond to that prompt. This is a six-year-old. And I said, well, what's the prompt? And she said, it says, what do you need from adults in your life? And she said, I just don't know how to write. I'm supposed to write two pages on this. And I said, sure, you're a great writer. You know, and I tried to give her a little bit of guidance. And I said, well, let's, let's think about this. What is it that you need from adults in your life? And she said, just to be a good person. And I almost wanted to cry. It floored me. That's why she was struggling. She just wants to be a good person, just like every other child. They're looking at the adults in their life going, how can I be good? Show me how to love. Show me how to be kind. Show me how to find joy, how to be happy, how to love others, how to give back to the world. Just show me how to be a good person. That's all they want from any of us. And the only way we can do this is to be intentional with the choices we make where our children are concerned. You have been listening to Whole Heart Crunchy Parenting, a podcast for parents who want to do things differently. If you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe at Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. I'd also appreciate a follow on Instagram at join whole heart. And if you'd like to support the podcast through a small donation, you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash whole heart. Thank you for listening. Be well.